0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Life They Live podcast, the podcast dedicated to passions. I'm the host, Nina, and today I'm having a conversation with Nancy Schwartz, who's passionate about the life she's created as a transformational health retirement strategist. Her mission is to disrupt the way we think about retirement. So this episode, of course, is for you if you are starting to plan your retirement, but you have questions you find it challenging, you don't know how your life is going to change. But if you are not near retirement yet, don't worry, you can also learn a lot from this episode. Nancy will explain how to plan a healthy retirement from a young age. And we will also have a conversation that can inspire you no matter your age. Nancy will explain how to balance your work life and your personal life. We live in a world where sometimes you get carried away with stress and you don't know how to balance your work life and your passions so make sure to listen to this episode if this is a challenge you encounter but we will also talk about the concept of happiest years when are the happiest years if you want to hear that answer then make sure to keep on listening i hope you will enjoy the episode and if you do make sure to let me know and to follow me on social media the instagram account of the podcast is the life they Live underscore podcast. I post more content there, so you might be interested. Hi Nancy, welcome on the podcast. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm very happy to be having this conversation today. We're going to talk about retirement, which is a topic I've never talked about on the podcast. So I'm excited to to talk with you today. Could you maybe introduce yourself just in a few words before we start this podcast for the ones that don't know you?
1: Yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. So my name is Nancy Schwartz and I'm founder and principal of Envision Healthy Retirement.
0: Great, thank you very much. Well, then before we get started, I kind of wanted to ask you more about uh, your passion and what is your passion? As you know, on this podcast, I interview guests on their passion, so I think it would be nice if you just use your own words to tell us what you're passionate about.
1: Oh, thank you. So um, my passion is my company, which is Envision Healthy Retirement. I've merged two really strong pillars, one of health and retirement. and I have built this company because I needed this company when I was moving from corporate to retirement and I couldn't find it. So I created this new company, which is very exciting. And this company is all about being aligned and balanced in my workflow. I love working, I love operating a company and I certainly love servicing and um, being of service and helping clients. So I take the client either early stage, which would be when they're operating to start thinking about retirement in a healthy manner, right? So it's always with the health driven science based content, and or when they have retired, perhaps they've lost their way, they're just uberly exhausted. Uh, Perhaps they're fearful, they're just confused. Um, and we have, to, we have to acknowledge the word retirement, right? You and I've had this conversation before that retirement, if we do global studies um, universally, you're in London, you're in Hong Kong, you're in the States, you're in Australia. Globally, no one likes this word retirement because it has such a stigma to it, right? And people think, oh, it's an ending. It's the last stop. This is depressing. Uh, It's the end of who I knew I was and that's it. I'm done, I'm toast. And I'm here to say, let's, let's rethink this and let's talk about how we can really think of this as a white paper. And I use all my business skills in helping individuals, wonderful humans, amazing people to create something that's new right? I use it as a white paper that you can really draw anything that you want. So I t- talk about helping the clients envision what they want to do, then they we set a plan, right? So we set an operating plan for the human for the individual. And then we actually actualize it. So my tag on my company is we envision and you soar. So I love that because it shows that this is not an end. And I want to say that this is not a depressive, uh, you know, you could hit your head into a wall type situation, but that it is a new beginning. And so anything is possible that the individual wants. Now, everybody's different. So Nina, um, if I live long enough, when you retire, I will help you. And, um, you know, your ideas, will be different than somebody else's ideas, which are different than my ideas. So that's the beauty of it. We're all unique. We're all special. We all can be creative um, in in determining how we have a choice, right? How we want to live our lives. So that's that's the exciting part. And that's what I love.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. And I do think it's a topic we don't talk about enough. So that's also why we're doing this episode. And I think it's difficult because a lot of uh, people have a lot of expectations when it comes to their uh, retirement. And like you said, because it's a new beginning, so it's very exciting. But at the same time, because it's not talked about so much, like you said, they don't really have the, the tools. They don't know where to start. So it's great that you started your, your company. I'm sure it helps a lot of people. And we're going to talk about your company more in depth for sure. But before, I just wanted to ask you quickly, um, what what is healthy retirement uh, to you? I majored in global public health and I remember having this assignment in my studies where it was quite simple. I just had to write an essay about what is health and it was actually quite hard to write because health is so many things. So that's why I'm asking you this question for you. What is a healthy retirement?
1: So th- thank you for that question, Nina, and that's such a great question and it's kind of funny. I'll tell you a little funny story about myself. I felt I was healthy, right? And I thought that I did all the right things. I Exercised. I ate pretty well. I tried to sleep. Um, But what I found over time is that my lifestyle compounded. So, you know, working in a corporation. And so I really suffered. If you really examined what happened to me, I had a lot of stress, both personally, as well as in my company, companies that I worked for over time. And so my way of living became my new normal except I wasn't even aware that I was so depleted everywhere. So I think of health um, as a holistic mind, body, and soul. So I think of it very roundly. Um, And of course, everybody's definition for themselves is different, so we have to honor that as well as how, how people think of it. But I like to present that perspective to people um, so that they can learn to become balanced and aligned and to do what it, what they want to do in their life. Right? So to me, there's foundational pillars and what's so exciting. Let me back up a little bit and say, what's so exciting in the marketplace right now. And this is like perfect time. Perfect, perfect type of company, right? Is that we have a convergence of science and of technology and of the thinking of what is it we can do now? What is it that we can apply to make an impact for us in terms of thinking about longevity, right? So there are foundational pillars that um, really mesh together. And as we move these foundational pillars, um, everything sort of slowly starts to change and that's the transformation that the executives go forward. So my definition of, of really health, and I, I guess it's, um, you know, is to live absolutely 150% out, right? To live at peak performance, and also to make sure that all our systems are in integrity and aligned in for many, many years. And there's so much we can do right now um, to support the long range game, the current, you know, current, near term, and then the long range game. So it, I love moving now. It's very exciting to uh, implement a lot of the science and the technology, and then also to think about it's a constant moving field, right? It's a constant moving field. So to be able to have goals, but then the goal lines keep moving down down the the playing field, right? So it's constantly you feel like you're in a movement of curiosity and exploration with your studies um, that you can implement on yourself and your family and your friends. So, um, yes, uh, I think of health is very much a broad, broad spectrum of how we look at this.
0: Okay, yeah, that's that's very interesting. And uh, I think it's nice how you mentioned that your definition of health change. Oh, I don't know if your definition of health changed, but at least you recognize that maybe in the past you were suffering from stress, even though you didn't really realize it uh, at that moment. And um, because now you, you work with um, executives, as you said, uh, and plan their retirement. And I think it's a very common um, situation that uh, during uh, their work life people are under a lot of stress or experience burnout and but they they normalize it by saying okay you know this is work work equals stress and then when i retire i won't be stressed anymore and i will do all those things i don't take the time to do right now what do you what do you think about that because i think that adds a lot of pressure to retirement you know saying okay right now i'm just working and then when i retire i will do all those things that I want to do right now but i cannot do because i have to work
1: right so there, there, let's unpack that because there's a lot of components there so i love this question it's, it's a super question so I, I think we're living in a very special time and we have a lot of opportunities right now right so we have the COVID situation we have the pandemic situation and from a corporate point of view or an entrepreneurial point of view or a professional working situation we are experiencing Uh, many of the younger um, employees, right, um, have a different relationship with their employer. And similarly, the same trend is happening with the more senior management also saying, hmm, these young kids, they may have an idea. I'm not so sure I want to live like this. But then what's happening, and we're seeing this in the marketplace right now, is we're seeing, oh man, the corporations are actually running out of people. They don't have enough people to work for them. So then what's happening? It's cause and effect, right? So now the companies are saying, wow, we gotta retool. We gotta retool at the more you know, junior career level situation. And then also for our senior management or professional individuals. So constantly retooling Uh, from the company side. And there is appetite for the employees to learn these new tools. And there is also quite a um, revenue share, right? The ownership, right? From the employees to the employer. So um, yes, so I think that we're seeing a, a cultural shift. We're seeing a market shift. We're seeing a solution to a, a global public health situation, what you had talked about in COVID and pandemic, how do we operate and we're accelerating time, right? We've talked about um, uh, many of the technology companies are you know, blasting through the doors. Normally their products would take years and years of product development or look at the drug development companies, look what they did in a crisis. You know? Extraordinary, it would take 20, 25 years of trials and errors. We were, you know, gunning forward as quickly as possible to solve a problem. And that's the beauty of being human, right? Humans are such amazing people, they're innovative, they're creative, um, they are solution minded. So it's taking all these external drivers through and then you know interchanging that on the individual side and taking all the strengths of the individuals and capitalizing that on the employer side so um i think it's you know again it's an incredible time to be living um and and watching the speed at which this is happening right um i i don't ever remember in my lifetime the speed the acceleration of change and uh, resilience Um, And and that's extraordinary from from all sides, from company, employee, uh, uh, regular, regular humans, you know, so, um, you know, everybody's special, everyone's unique, um, and they all have their own stories. And that's also what's so interesting and how people approach problems, how they create ideas. Um, And how they respond, right, to stressors and make it into something that's a viable product or a viable solution for themselves in terms of handling this type of stress, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, when you were talking about, uh, you know, moving fast and those cultural shifts, it made me think about um, the... younger generation and a lot of uh, goals that uh, younger individuals have and for example I see on social media now a lot of uh, posts such as how to retire at 30 or um, you know those kind of posts and I do feel like uh, it's now more and more common to also you know start your own company and be your own boss and retire early so those are changes that I have also observed and I think it's quite interesting now to want to retire as early as possible because it's really, I think, like I was talking uh, about earlier, that idea that as long when you're working, you know, you have to focus so much on work. And then when you retire, you have all this time to do those side projects. Yeah,
1: I, I think let me circle back with you and say that I have actually worked with very, very young entrepreneurs, you know, who have made their, if you will, fortune. Um, and then decided, yeah, I'm going to go do my passion project, whatever it is, right. And um, they too, despite the age, need to realize that their identity is shifting, they're no longer this person working for someone, they are now becoming the leader, the uh, person who is driving this product, technology, whatever they're up to. And They also need to retool their behaviors and their habits and figuring out are they showing up who they want to be in the future, but now it's in the present, right? So we do work very similarly, despite the age, because essentially they have retired, right, but they're now just going to a different place of employment self employment, you know, who knows their company may be acquired in a few months or several years, we don't know. But they need the same type of skill sets um, that someone who has sustained, you know, 40 50 60 year career needs as well. So it's a human condition, right, that we're constantly evolving And I just don't think that we talk a lot about the fact that we are different, right? We are different. Let's pretend this arbitrary person, this wonderful human is in their 30s, right? That they were retired, but the same skill sets are needed that maybe perhaps somebody in their 60s or 50s would, would have. So there is an overlying mesh, and again, it's lack of information, lack of education, lack of of um, time spent. We spend so much time in the financial markets preparing for all these products, right? That, uh, Nina, you're you know you're a young gun, so you need to put away every penny so that when you retire in forty years, you will have a, a golden golden pot, right? So we we hear that, but we don't hear in the marketplace. Nina, you need to also focus on your individual person as well. So that's what I do. I don't focus on the financial side, I focus more on the individual side. But I am here to say that um, the person is the most important piece of the equation. Yes, money is very important. We have to have a roof, we need food, you know, we need all of that. But the person is really most important piece of the equation. And I'm really here to, and I think we've talked about this, disrupt the way we think about retirement, because again, we don't talk about it. It's quiet, quiet, oh, Nina, I know a secret, I'm not gonna tell you, but we need to start spreading this information because it should be just common information that can be used as a tool to support people during these transition, right? Transformational moments, um, peak experiences for people, um, albeit whether you're in your thirties, your fifties, sixties, seventies, forties, it's the same situation.
0: Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's very interesting. You are talking also about, you know, breaking the stereotypes when it comes to retirement. And as you have mentioned, I'm sure, Uh, for a lot of uh, people it's hard that transition and changing their identity in a sense because i can imagine i'm just taking a random example but if you've been a doctor for 30 or plus years and then suddenly you retire okay it's like okay when i present myself to others now what do i say you know what's my what's my story how do i introduce myself to others how what what do i feel about myself what what are my projects so i can imagine that that's a lot of questions and uh, that they can be hard to, to to answer so could you tell us maybe a bit more about your company Envision Healthy Retirement and how you work with uh, clients how do you help them when they have these kind of identity struggles yeah no this is great and it's so funny that you picked a doctor
1: because I just got a call from someone who's 80 who has retired, who is a physician. It's hilarious. So, um, yes. So identified as this incredible scientist helping the community. Oh my goodness. The things that this gentleman has done is just extraordinary. But all of a sudden he decided to retire for whatever reason. And wow. You know, when people change from, as you talk about who they were, Right. It's a label. We identify ourselves as a label. He's now saying, and I'm asking and prompting him the question, who are you now? That requires tremendous reflection. And so what I say is that this is a process, right? And it takes time and time requires internal work and reflection. So we, we always talk about building an algorithm, right? So we're looking at different belief systems, different value systems. We're different, right? We're different. And then establishing behaviors and habits that will support who do we want to be, right? So we have to create... It, it it we can change it you know when i start you know some people say i want to do this or that and it morphs over time over the 12 week process um, but essentially we have to start somewhere we have to get on the road and we accept the, the client as who they are right now and then we slowly move this person forward all the while supported by healthy retirement behaviors and habits so putting that person first and saying you are the most important person right now and we've got to figure out who you are and who are you becoming and from that road they can move forward so we look at personal growth we look at what do we do with the time for instance, this physician, my goodness, you know, on call constantly 24 hours, holidays, nights, you know, tremendous amount of time. And then all of a sudden you don't have a calendar and a schedule. People feel like they're in free fall, right? They just, they, they're lost, right? They're totally lost. So we, we start calendaring and creating a schedule and we're building out an infrastructure that they had before, but it's a new infrastructure. Then we talk about the mind body connection and how it's all interwoven, right? We talked about this before that I think of it very much as a holistic system that supports, uh, you know, we can rewire our brains now. We can rewire our bodies now. Science is just so amazing. We're at the cellular level, looking at, you know, 30 trillion cells that we have that we need to support that are. Constantly moving and renewing within us, right? Then I look at a, a, a piece that's really fundamental non financial finance, which I talk about as it relates to instruments, financial instruments, so trusts, wills, power of attorney, health side, healthcare proxies. I'm sure you have similar instruments in Europe um, that are so important. And most people don't want to do, you know, put their name to it because they feel like that you're kind of, you, you, it it feels very real to you when you sign these documents that, "Mm, time is short, time is short, right? But I say, and so therefore people just say, "Mm, you know, I'm going to get to that later. I'm I'm just not going to do it today. And then later becomes 20 years later, they still have it in draft form. They haven't really done anything. And what I say is, look at it from the perspective of you are going to set up these instruments and create and communicate to those people who are in your inner circle your wishes and by doing that you can help support those people who will be helping you down the road and so by shifting that perspective away from the person And onto the people that will be helping you has been, has really helped uh, my clients see that this is possible and also to communicate. We don't communicate, Nina, you know, um, I'm not going to tell you where my stuff is. And yeah, you're, you're just going to have to be on your own and good luck. And I've been in those situations as power of attorney where I'm like, oh my God, where do I start? I don't even know where to start. But if I have that communication with you, you're going to say to me, oh, my goodness, thank goodness she told me in this drawer, I'm going to find whatever. Or I'm in a medical situation with Nancy, so I know she said certain things. I want to honor that of that person. So now I feel very clear in giving the doctors uh, information that will help provide a good solution for the family and for the patient, right? So these are really critical steps. And then we look at um, relationships, right? Relationships are so important and communities, particularly during COVID and the pandemic, but to have multi-generational people in your life. Right, So not just older people, not just younger people, not just kind of middle, but multi-generational. They're finding the science is very much behind having the full spectrum of friends. They will give you different perspectives. You'll have new friends, older friends, interesting new communities, the communities that you've always belonged to. So to have a really well-rounded base to support you in your journey. Right. And then my final part, which is my favorite part is curiosity to have curiosity and exploration in life. And I think, you know, I love being around people that are curious because they're energetic. They'll try something. Oh, well, it blew up. Okay. Turn around. We'll try something else. Or I'm really curious about this. Oh, How does that work? Exactly. I love being around people like that versus people who are very depressive and will never try anything new um, because they're stuck, right? They're stuck in the past and we've talked about that. So to have that appetite for life, really it's appetite for life. So those are the six pillars that we talk about and we take them through a progression of um, experiential exercises and worksheets and dialogue uh, on a weekly basis. So it's fun, it's creative, and uh, at the end of the day, the human is on their way through transformation. So it's very, it's a very cool process. It's very cool.
0: Yes, that's a, the, there's a lot to talk about uh, for sure, and it's uh, it's definitely helpful to that uh, you talked about those six pillars. It helps us understand your company and what work you you do. And I just want to say also, I think it's uh, great that you talked about transformation at any age. You know. Doesn't matter if you're 20, 40, 80, that uh, you can transform your life, you know. And I think that's a great message to share also that uh, transformation doesn't have an age. And um, so you talked about the, those pillars and how you work with clients. Uh, I just wanted to ask you also because um, a few minutes ago I asked you about identity. We talked about identity a lot. Um, and I think that's one of the main. Uh, challenges that uh, your clients encounter? Are there other uh, maybe challenges that they encounter when um, they retire that we didn't talk about that are quite uh, common amongst your clients? Well, I think
1: think identity um, is a product of many different components, right? So I think we look at belief systems. Is it true today? And belief systems are usually formed in very, very younger years. And most people really, to be quite honest, don't update their belief systems until they realize, oh, wow, why am I why am I thinking about that? Why am I saying that? Is this really true? So we look at that across a full spectrum of your life's wheel, right? Which is inclusive of many things. Value systems is huge as well. Strengths. Um, you know, as well as behaviors and habits. So there's multi components that go into somebody's identity. Um, but yes, I love the fact that you talk about that you can transform at any age, uh, and that's the adaptability of a human, right? That's the adaptability. So um, yes, you can be 15, you can be 45, you can be 125, right? Or, or some someday maybe humans will live even longer than that um but yes we are uh, capable of this transformation it's a matter of the will and the belief from that person that they will do the work and they have appetite to move forward absolutely
0: yeah yeah okay well that, that's very interesting uh for sure that's a topic also that uh, i found very interesting as i told you um when we were preparing this episode um I'm really interested in uh, gerontology and the uh, aging and longevity. <laughs> so um, that's, that's a great conversation for me. And I'm really happy to, to learn more. Thanks. Uh, thanks to you. And also I know there's a tool that's very important in, in your company. So I don't know if maybe you want to talk more about it. It's the you planning. I don't know. Um, yeah. If you want to say more, Sure. No, thank you.
1: Thank you for that. Well, I, I think we, we've talked about, you know, the marketplace, right? And there's such a void of information, particularly positive information and information that's very, could be supportive to people. And so what I realized very quickly on in creating my company is that one, there's complete lack of information. Two, it's very secretive. I'm not going to share with you, Nina. no, 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 no. And then three people get into trouble. You know, people are in trouble. And so why not mitigate that why not provide the information and why not say start thinking about this so this is exactly what i've done it's a tiny little educational tool that i am sharing uh, called you planning and basically uh the components are uh you know own you and you planning and move you right so in planning We plan for everything. You and I, we plan for this meeting. We plan to do something on the weekend. We plan a career, we plan a family. We don't plan for retirement. Why is that? So that's the thought process there. Own you is about you are responsible for all of you, your actions and you. And so I look at this from a perspective of personal growth. Right, so I, I champion all of Carol Dweck's uh, knowledge and information that she shared, and I think it's so important to have that component in your life of to champion learning. And this really, this tool helps support you when when life derails, and life always does derail. We've got curves, and and it's never a straight line, right? And supports us through really challenging setbacks that we keep. We press a gear. We have that resilience component. And then it's about moving you. So what, and, and, and people always go, oh, Nancy, I don't wanna talk about that. I don't wanna do any more push-ups at the gym. I'm done with that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's about the mind. It's about the body. And it's about your sort of bigger universe, right? So what does your mind need today? And it's finding that balance and that alignment. What does your body need today? And then, what is your, if you will, your soul need today? Not from a religious point of view, but more, you know, honoring that space of you. So, um, my clients have found this when they start thinking about these things, and I sort of talk them through through these uh, to create action points for, for my clients. They're really more, um, have more appetite for the 12 week program. They understand now the significance of really transforming themselves from who they were to who they want to be um and have the life that they want that they are owning and so deserve uh after all these years of working
0: yeah okay great yeah so i think now we have a clearer idea even of uh, of what work to you do so uh, that, that's so that's so great and i didn't ask you also uh why it was so important to you on a, on a personal level to uh, found this company? Because um, even though that's a topic you're interested about, I can imagine that there was maybe more of a personal goal behind this uh, company. Sure, so yes, <laughs> absolutely. So um, twofold.
1: Um, when I was operating, I looked for a company like this. I couldn't find one, right? So I couldn't find this. And secondly, I'm really interested in science, and I'm really interested in the the convergence of science and technology because I think it, they're very very similar. And I then became—I didn't even know really about longevity and all these incredible things that all these incredible um, MD PhDs are discovering longer term. And so when I, when I came upon these topics, I thought, man let's put this all together, right? Because I took some retirement classes, my gosh, they were so um, I felt like I was banging my head on the wall. It was so depressing. And so um, not life giving, right? And so um, tactical, yes, um, informative quasi But when you can combine life, which is your health, with an operation which is the transforming of into retirement, and you could go run another company, you could be on a board, it's it, it's endless possibilities. So for me, I found it important to create something for me so I could figure this out, and ultimately I decided i love to work and i love to have a company, again, um, but on my own terms, right? On my own terms that support my values, my belief systems, and honor me. To give myself time right um as well as to be able to share it with uh, my friends my family and certainly clients that i serve so yes um you nailed it on that question
0: yeah that, that's that's great that um you you had this idea and founded this company and that it serves your clients but also for you that uh, it makes you learn and uh, have the same thing with the podcast that um of course, I do it so that the listeners can hear those inspiring stories, but also me, you know, I learn a lot from it. So that's also a win-win situation, if I, if I may say so. That's very that's very interesting. And um, I'm just kind of wondering, I had this question that came up when you started uh, the, this company, because as we said, it's a topic that's not talked about so much, retirement, um, in, your, in your surroundings or in the, 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 how can I say, the reactions you got. Uh, were people kind of surprised uh, about that uh, company project or not necessarily what what uh, outside opinions did you did yeah
1: you get? so when you create a company you have to do market surveys right so i went out to the market of all the people not all the people but many people that i knew and i just you validate the idea before you launch full boat in and even today um, people say it's universal. Wow, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. Wow, and so I knew I had hit gold because it so resonated with me and my friends and my colleagues, and it is something that is lacking in the world. And I just I want to offer this to people because it's so tangible and so real and can makes such an impact on a client's life and ultimately with the client there's ripple effects so it affects their friends and families because they talk about it so i've had many occasions where the clients say oh my sister is loving this because i just taught her this or my friend did this there she's going to call you but i taught her this part of your program you know so it's it's joyous right it's absolutely joyous so, um, and, and, and also I think it's, it's the market timing, right? We are learning, again, I go back to that science and technology and longevity, we're learning so much. And why not um, have accessibility to all this information for people? So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's just, um, I, I'm so lucky at this stage of the game and um i just feel very um i feel very welcome in the marketplace and with my clients um to be able to share this right to be able to share this journey with them for sure
0: okay yeah that that's great to that's great to hear and uh, yeah to come back to this idea of uh, longevity and aging it's true that it's a, it's a shame that it's so taboo because at the end, you know, we all age, and uh, longevity is a topic that um, it concerns all of us, if I may say. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have an explanation as to why it's so taboo? I don't know if that's the best word to use.
1: You know, I okay. Let's let this is a great this is a great question. So, um, let's unpack this. Why is it taboo, right? And so it's a cultural thing, I think, in many societies. Um, we we think about aging as an honored and revered member of society that they've lived many years, that they have wisdom. And in other cultures, we're like, Ugh, throw that person away. They're just old. They're just old. So I think there's now a convergence on the thinking that it's, and it's scary for people, right? It's very scary for people looking at if you go into nursing homes or into hospital situations. It's very scary. So people are backing away from this. And now what we're learning is that aging, we know this, David Sinclair from Harvard has said this, and many other global influencers in health and science that aging is a disease. It's not something that happens to you. And we can do uh, many things for us to keep our health in check, right? Uh, starting now, so that when we get to a more longevity, either chronological or biological age, we will be intact, right? So we now have data right, to support certain methodologies, technologies, uh, tools that can help us. And so potentially, I think that we should not be so afraid of this, that this is something that is universal, right? I mean, this is a universal quantum, maybe someday. Maybe you, Nina, will live long enough that life is suspended for a very long time, right? Um, so I, I don't think it needs to have that fear factor, and I think that sometimes when people don't understand things, it becomes very taboo, right? And I think we're beginning to understand this, and the information is being now given to the people at large, right? This is not just, um, I'm, I'm shut away, uh, in a setting, in a company or in a university, huge laboratory where these amazing people are working, that, that we are being able to have dialogues about this. Um, I mean, I can remember as, a, as a, a very, very young child being taken to see my grandmother in the hospital and wow, I, very scary machines going off, creepy people. I thought, I interpret that. It was very scary as a child going in. Um, new strange things um, very institutional looking um, but I think now we have as we are living more in the whole we have data and data is always great i like to qualify and quantify things and measure it right so that we can remove this taboo um, and make it a conversation of the ages of the generations um, and you I, I know you you've told me some amazing stories of what what you've done and your family have done and um, I, I just think you know your family and you rock because you're, you're miles ahead of, of what other people um, do because you have an understanding you have an understanding
0: yeah, actually, you asked me this question when we were preparing the episode. Why am I so interested You know, in uh, aging? And it's a question I, I don't know how to answer it. I don't really know the answer. I don't know why. Uh, but I think a part of me is just simply because it also concerns me. I think I understand that it concerns me the sense that um, I hope, you know, <laughs> to to age and to, to live long. So I know that it will happen. So I think that's why I'm like, OK, well, if I take action now, uh, the results in few years will also impact me you know if if that makes sense yeah. so i think that's also one of the reasons but yeah i don't know from like a very young age when i was 10 or so i used to tell my parents can we go to the retirement house to you know see uh, the the people living there i don't know it's just something that's always been uh, interesting to to me but i i don't think there's a very clear explanation for that um but yeah, like you said, I do think it's important for the young generation also to recognize that it's a topic that concerns them, and it doesn't have to be scary or or negative. You know that it's a it's a joyful thing. It's a joyful thing. Sorry, also, and um, yeah, and actually, um, when uh, doing a bit of research for this uh, episode, I I realized I think it's interesting because when we talk of the concept of happiest years, you know, everyone has their own uh, answers, some say, oh, my 20s were my happiest years, some say my 40s or my 50s or whatever, and I've seen some research also saying, uh, I think there's probably different uh, answers depending on the research, but I've seen some saying that the the 80s are the happiest years, so I think it's also good to see it that way, you know, and not to think, okay, when I'm going to grow older maybe it's going to be more challenging but to be know like there's something to look forward to and uh, I, when retirement comes it's not uh it's not the end on the opposite it's a beginning it's the, what we've been talking during this whole episode and um i wanted to talk to you a bit about that also that concept of the happiest years and um yeah how to be positive when uh, when you retire and keep that uh, attitude uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: So, um, yes, yeah, so we have studies here in the States with what they, what they call decades studies. Um, you know, what are your strengths? What are your components? Happiness is included. Um, this is, I think this is a two-prong question and I'm gonna answer it um, that way if, if that's okay with you. Um, I think that happiness is a challenging word. Uh, because happiness is a emotion, um, that is not always shared by everyone. So if you're more of an extrovert, the possibility of happiness is compounded. And if you're more of an introvert, you may be happy, but you're not showing the traditional signage of this happiness, right? So, and then there is the commercial pressure. Uh, this com- this country is the happiest country. This uh, corporation is the happiest place to be. This city is where it's happening and this is the happiest beach you can be on, you know, this kind of stuff. So I think it's very overused. And we also know from a science point of view that happiness ebbs and flows. Nobody is happy, 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 happy that ebbs and flows with the day. It's just the way the emotion works, right? So, and I've been thinking a lot about this, and this is a really good question because what I've discovered in my research is that many introverts and even extroverts feel very fulfilled and satisfied if they use the word I'm content or I'm very grateful, or I have gratitude towards, and those emotions are um, gateway emotions, right? They are gateway emotions towards happiness, right? So I would offer that to those in your audience and who are listening that Um, It can cause a lot of stress by people saying why am I not happy? Everybody's happy and I'm just not I'm not getting there What what is everybody else doing that I'm not doing and You can find happiness in your life But it's your own interpretation. So I think everybody has their own Interpretation and I think it's an awareness, right? So that's one side and then let's get back to this decade study, right? so I'm a believer that we can rewire our brains, right? And so I think on the one hand, it's very good to look back 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever it may be, in your case, probably teens, early 20s, right? To look back, where have I been? But not to dwell in that, but to just say, "Hmm, I was there and I'm here now. What have I learned? What actions can I take to move myself forward even more? But often in these studies, we tend to sit back there. We live back in, you know, I was at a a party the other day and this guy was expounding. Well, when I was in high school, I did the touchdown. Well, hello, he wasn't in high school, but he was living in high school, right? So it can be dangerous that way, right? And so i say, And if you ask me this question where what what decade was i the happiest i would say to you i'm the happiest right now because i'm living in the now in the present tense and i think that rewiring um, and being able to say that i am here now i am in this moment um, can be very joyous for people right that they're experiencing something very very special. And so people can find moments in each day where they truly are balanced, aligned and in the now. So if you were to ask me that question, I'm I'm content now. I'm present with you. Right? So I know I've I've kind of run around your question a little bit, but I think there's I think there's components here, right? That need more thought for each individual, right? There really is no one way to think about it, right? There's the the thought process of, you know, is do I do I identify? Let's let's help the audience here. Do I identify with this component of happiness? And can I reference times in prior decades, right? And then so maybe I know that maybe I'm more of this gateway, maybe I'm more of the gratitude or the content piece of it, or I, I ebb and flow, I recognize that. And then can I live in the now? Can I be present in the now? Uh, and a lot of things can be discovered while you are you are here, be here now, right? I had a, a beautiful Buddhist uh, ballet teacher years ago, and he's always said, be here now and i thought that was such a wonderful statement so i, I leave you with with that response for your question
0: <laughs> that's great and i'm glad you you know mentioned that you prefer the word content and happy because i think those conversations are um interesting and they lead to uh how can i say also like um reflection. Mm-hmm. you know i'm definitely going to reflect also on what you you said and uh, I'm sure some uh, listeners will too i do agree with you uh, with the fact that um thinking of the happiest years can be also uh, a cause of stress because you know if you're you know now in your 20s and you think oh when i was a child it was the good years everything was easy now i'm not a child anymore you know what what is that going to bring you not much and if you're I don't know in your 40s and you think my 20s were the best now uh i don't know what to what to think about my 40s and then i just think it adds a lot of stress to to think uh, also now for example i'm in my 20s if someone comes and tells me the 20s are the best years it's like okay so what do i have to do now then if uh, the 20s are the best years you know so i do think like you said just living the now is the the best uh, the best advice um but also what i wanted to say is that i do think it's important to think of the future also as a possibility for for happiness. I don't know if that's a good way to, to say it. Usually, I think when people think of the word happy, they think of their earlier years, not their later years. I don't know, maybe you disagree with me on that. But to conclude what I wanted to say, I do agree with you. It's important to live in the present, but I do think it's also important to look forward for your future years. Yes,
1: no, I, I totally agree. And if you move forward, you're here now. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah for sure so thank you for uh, for that conversation and i think it was nice also that we talked a little bit about um the young generation and retirement that's also a topic i wanted to bring up in this episode because i think it's an important one and to go back maybe a bit to to you uh, you explained why you uh, founded that company but i also wanted to ask you a bit about what uh, your your passion for um your company how did it impact your well-being and what you've learned from it because as you know that's also a link i do in the podcast a link between passion and, and wellness and because i do think passions can have a lot of impact they can you know help to overcome fears or they can help to grow find a purpose or whatever it may be so um, yeah if you could answer that, yeah, that would so be cool. how does my passion impact my wellness right so mm-hmm.
1: I think I just got so lucky, right? So I was really struggling. I was not happy. I was chronically stressed as I, I suggested in both my personal and my corporate world. I felt questions bubbling up in me like, man, is this all there is to life? Um, who am I Who am I exactly? Do, is this it? Just you know trying to, to work 24/7 for so many, so many years? And I realized that the way I was living is just simply not sustainable, right? It's just not sustainable. I felt very broken. I felt like beyond exhausted. I was so exhausted I didn't know I was so exhausted, right? It was one of those types of things. And I realized that the passion I had is really this combination, this company, which is the the common, combining the health and retirement. And over time, because I spent so many years educating myself, um, five years out educating myself from global influencers and health and retirement and taking classes um, and learning so much, right? And continuing to learn because the field is just starting. So there's so many, I've joined many business and health mentorships the most brilliant minds i get i I have the wonderful opportunity to be part of these things and so for me it's a passion that i am constantly um, having appetite for but at the same time then i can share it um, with tremendous generosity to my clients and people who i just meet who happen to, maybe they just call me. So I feel I can have impact on many people in a small way or perhaps in a bigger way. It's really surprising to me, Nina. I mean, I'll meet people on the street. I'll have very serious, long conversations with clients who are potentially those people on the street have become my clients. Um, But it's interesting how the world kind of comes around right so i think we're at the beginning of something very exciting and um, so therefore there's so much more to learn that therefore my passion grows every year because there's more there's just more
0: great well um it's great also that you said that you share your passion with your clients because that's also the goal of the podcast right to share your passion with uh, the the listeners and to to inspire others so um it, it's great that that you say that and um yeah like you said also passions grow and i'm sure um in a few years uh, you can give us an update on the podcast you probably have also other uh, information to share with us so it's always a learning experience and on that podcast it's words that often come like almost in every episode, I think is really learning and curiosity. So I think that's very linked also with uh, the word passion. So, yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. And um, I also uh, wanted to, to ask you to kind of conclude this uh, this episode. What um, what do you think the what do you think is the role of uh, passions during retirement because I think that would be a good way to to link retirement and and passions Uh, of course I'm sure like we've mentioned it in this episode that for a lot of people retirement is the time they dedicate to to passion so yeah I just wanted to ask you that question what role do you think passions have
1: yeah so that's a great question but I'm gonna change the question a little bit and I'm gonna say if I could link uh, passion with healthy retirement so that's what I'm gonna do so passion is life, right? And so life over time is healthy retirement. And so I think that living absolutely full out, you know, not at 100%, but 150%. Also living at peak performance, finding um, something that's more than you. So a quest, something where you can, Help other people, right? And starting today, start creating your legacy, right? People always think of legacy as like, oh, at the end, Nina, you're going to get a pot of gold or you're going to get my, I don't know, my tiara from when I was dancing or, you know, whatever it was. But no, I believe that a legacy can be started now and even in your 20s. So what are you building towards? And so I think that that is an exciting thing, not something that is more of a dead end. So passion to me is just about living your fullest and your most extraordinary life to have the experiences you want and to be completely at your top performance in health and retirement while, Finding your higher quest, right? Something that is bigger than you, to be out in the world while um, putting together the little ripples that start a bigger motion in terms of your your legacy.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful uh, answer yeah, to say that if you uh, if you cultivate your passion starting now, no matter how old you how old you are, that at the end you will. Um, impact and lead to a healthy retirement i think that's a that's a great link so thank you for for saying that um, that's very inspiring for sure and yeah i don't know if you have maybe a last word you would like to to share before we finish this episode or sure. can i can i share where people can find me yes of course
1: thank you so um easiest way to find me is on my website which is uh envision healthyretirement.com. So envision healthyretirement.com. And there you can set up a complimentary discovery call with me. And I also have a free download, which is all about sleep. Everybody could use a little bit more sleep. So um, I look forward to uh, interacting with your audience. And if I can answer any questions, please reach out. And thank you, Nina. i just uh, you're wonderful, and I so appreciate being part of your audience and um, being with you today.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I, I knew when we started talking that this would be a great conversation, and I'm glad I'm glad we had it. Uh, just to ha- add on a little bit, I, the clients can they do you have consultations online? Can it be from everywhere in? Brooklyn? Oh yes,
1: oh, um, oh yes. So I do everything by Zoom. So okay. this is the the beauty of this that I can work globally and don't have to get on planes and boats and trains and similar for my clients. So Zoom is a wonderful technology. And um, yes, absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to mention that. So if anyone is interested, they know, they can reach out to you. And uh, thank you very much for this conversation. I'm glad we got to talk a bit more about longevity and aging, but that you also gave advice and talked about your company. I think it was a very complete episode and it, it gave me food for thoughts, as we say, so I hope uh, it did the same for for the listeners. And um, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to to also uh, follow your project and see uh, how your, your passion we, will grow as we were talking about. And I thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on the podcast. I hope uh, it will be inspiring for the ones that were listening. So I want to say also thank you for everyone listening to this episode. You can find the podcast on all major platforms and on Instagram at the light they live underscore podcast. Don't hesitate to leave a review and to contact me or Nancy if you have any feedback or if you would like to ask us any questions. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening to this episode, and thank you again, Nancy, for featuring as a guest on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Nina. Thank you. Got goodbye.
1: Thank <laughs> you.
0: Thank you. See you on the next episode.
1: Absolutely.